everyone. Thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio, featuring the crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 all-star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. Welcome to another episode of Power Athlete Radio, where we, we dissect all things having to do with strength, conditioning, performance, and what's really happening within the current landscape of performance performance or anything else but anything else but i think what we're going to dive in today for this episode is the new nil laws that are coming into effect mm-hmm. and more importantly the reversal of the ncaa has governed college sports for as long as i've ever known it mm-hmm. so it's pretty fascinating now uh through some laws and some uh, recent supreme court ruling that athletes can now monetize their likeness, their name, and their imagery. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it all over the internet. So we did some research to try to understand this rather than just what is sawn on Instagram or dropped by the now famous Instagram and TikToker athletes. Well, well what's, uh, what's wild is that this could not have happened without social media. So, uh, you know, pre-social media era, I mean, you know, how does a, a player control his likeness? How does he necessarily sell it? I mean, the uh, ability to represent, I mean, there's just so much more access. Now you can have, um, you know, we were checking out the Fresno State basketball girls, those twins, uh, that have 263,000 followers on Instagram and have millions of followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have such a capture of media that when they push stuff out, they have the ability to do it. It's like... Uh, you know, Kylie Jenner, you know, uh, becomes a billionaire basically selling makeup and selling her, uh, you know, for uh, what whatever it? she like, sells. Yeah, no, know. it's uh, like a beauty line, like makeup line. Okay. Um, she doesn't market it. She just markets it on her Instagram. But because she has 100 million followers, uh, she is able to monetize that. So I think what we've really seen is a changing of the landscape. And I wonder if the NCAA seeing the ability to or seeing the future of them just shattering into a million pieces tried to get ahead of this and put this law or at least put this out i feel they did because a number of states went ahead and they said yes we can fair pay to play california texas alabama essentially the a lot of the power five states when it comes to football they got ahead of this and then um but those laws for some of those states not affected until 22, 23. Yeah. So now we're in 2021 at this moment in time. And it's like, all right, they passed this to get ahead of it. Well, so they weren't forced into this. They yeah. made NCAA made the decision to enact this. Um, the ruling, the way the NCAA for as long as, you know, it's been in existence, the way that they've handcuffed players in terms of being able to monetize their name, their likeness, their image, uh, was because it was owned by the schools and the schools were able to profit. So the problem is uh, people have been after the NCAA to pay players for years. Mm-hmm. But if you do a little bit of research, you'll realize that out of all of the Division One programs, only about 10 of them actually make money. So, And those 10 programs that do make money, we can all name it. It's like Texas, it's uh, LSU, it's all these major college football programs. They're the ones that make money and then they pour money back into the coffers of the school. Most schools actually, for their sports programs, operate in the negative. 
And the reason being is a few sports like basketball and football have to monetarily support all the other programs and with Title IX and equal pay and all these other things, that money gets divvied up very, very, uh, um, like very quickly. Yeah. So, well, we, the, we the NCAA was not in a position; they just financially couldn't ask the schools to pay the players because, like, uh, then they got to have fairness with that. So, for example, if uh, you're at LSU and you, you guys are generating hundreds of millions of dollars and that money's going in, does the LSU football player who's getting paid by the school uh, you know, under the guise of, you know, uh, the NCAA condoning it, um, do they get or do they get paid a certain amount of money that is the same as somebody in, in a lesser sport? And I think what they found was a slippery slope of just bankrupted. So what they've done is they've offered the kids to go out and, you know, shop their likeness, use their brands to be able to pull this in and be able to pull it in. And I, I think where the, we're going to see a lot of benefit in this is for the female sports. You know, these girls, uh, they just don't have, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not wrong to say they just don't have the fan base. They don't have the, the TV deals. They're not pulling in money the same way. So I think what they're what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, these girls that are using, and, and guys too, but just uh, a lot of female athletes that are really big in social media, just being able to go out and fucking monetize the shit out of it. Yeah, and the, the NCAA, we saw with COVID and football like Stanford calling their football season not happening and then Stanford University had to cut sports yeah so then completely go away and like once those sports are away they don't they're not back. coming back no by one lack of one football season yeah so that that is representative and then if we make this assumption like oh they have all this money nah man they're they're small businesses themselves you know with the exception to some multi-million dollar businesses out there but for the most they're shoes drink budgets and I mean sport sports student athletes strength coaches get the short end of that stick sure uh, the other one and this is nobody's really answered me this like if I'm an athlete and let's say I have you know what do I have 18,000 Instagram followers and you know these girls have 250,000 but let's say I go out and post pictures of me playing on Saturday or you know in college football am I allowed to use my likeness with the branding of the university to generate money and not pay the university. So like, for example, um, you know, we were checking out, um, um, what is it? The, the, the twin girls from Fresno state. What's I forget their last name. Uh, yeah. Cavender. Cavender. So, yeah. Haley Cavender. Yeah. Haley and Hannah Cavender. So from Fres uh, Fresno state women's basketball. So they post pictures and, you know, in there and I'm, I'm not Unis. a tick, I'm, I'm not a TikToker, So I don't necessarily know what's going on on TikTok, but it's yeah, bullshit. <laughs> So you saying I'm working on my TikTok dances with uh, with Juju, <laughs> yeah. fucking working his Cadillac? Oh shit, dude! I love the one where the one dude was like, "Yo, man, if you are in the NFL and you got TikTok and you doing TikTok dances, don't come near me." So I thought that was a good one. Uh, but so you have these two, uh, you know, really good-looking girls that are you know twins that play basketball at Fresno State, and they got signed up by Boost Mobile as their ambassadors. I mean, they have millions of followers on TikTok. And, you know, they got a quarter of a million on Instagram, so it makes sense. But they're posting pictures of them in their unis practicing and playing for Fresno. So now is that a slippery slope where now you're using the school and their likeness mixed with your likeness? How do you separate it? There's a lot of unanswered questions. Well, uh, like in, in the NFL, you can't do that. So, for example, uh, like if you see 
you know, Rob Gronkowski has a Tostitos commercial and it's him in a football uniform. You know, obviously, like, it'll have Tostitos on the on the deal. He's not in there in a New England Patriots uniform. Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, he's posting uh, pictures of himself playing for the Patriots and he's signing endorsement deals. So maybe uh, it works the same way where, hey, you know what? This team's endorsing me. They're not necessarily endorsing, but this is what I do and I'm giving snapshots of my life. I just think that that's an interesting thing where, you know, obviously these schools or the, the people that are paying them cannot use the school's likeness, but maybe it doesn't extend to social media. So that's really, really fascinating. Oh, I, I really don't know. Like what, so I have some questions. Okay, let's, let's dissect them. Let's, to quote Rob Wolf, let's unpack them. It's a lot to unpack. That's not, I'll quote John Wellborn, quoting Rob Wolf. Uh, well, I want to start with just the athlete perspective because you yourself held, have dealt with many professional athletes, both as uh, a teammate and a, a coach for some individuals. Like money changes things. Mm-hmm. I'm questioning now these truly 18 to 22 year olds. Do you feel that now a little extra change in the pocket will negatively affect and cause some disruptions within the, the locker room? So will this affect play? Yeah. Um, individual and team. Well, I, I think there's only going to be a small amount of players that get paid or like in the conventional sense. So I saw Master P son who's coming in as a freshman to Tennessee State gets a $2 million deal. I don't know if his son got that $2 million because he's an incredible basketball player or because his dad's Master P, but does it really fucking matter? Uh, I think a very small percentage of these players are going to get paid but I think the players that are going to get paid are the ones that aren't necessarily the best players, but are the ones that have the greatest influence in social media. So the one thing that was a little, you know, and, and who, who am I to judge? But as I clicked on, uh, you know, the Cavender twins deal and as a father of twins, a lot of fucking ass shots, a lot of, a lot of uh, bathing suit hiked up, a lot of like looking over the shoulder, like posing with your ass out. And I'm like, ah, like, okay. So like, that's your brand. Like they're, they are pretty girls. I, I would be much more excited to see, and maybe this is just fucking old school, maybe it's dad. Like, um, you know, uh, like, let me see you play basketball. Like that's what I'm into. Like, uh, you know, like basically looking at a bunch of ass shots on social media of a bunch of 18, 19 year old girls. Like that's the fucking, but maybe that's the market. Maybe that's what people want to see. I just think that like, if your brand is built and there, and I, you know, and this is just uh, maybe a, an elitist perspective, but as a um, professional athlete, I would want to build my brand on the fact that I was, you know, like not just fucking posting cake pictures. Yeah, well, be go back to freaking be like Mike, like the, those commercials, whether it's Gatorade or McDonald's, were him balling. Yeah. And then, you know, playing uh, like, horse for the what, Mickey D's. What I'm a little worried about is now, if this is the standard, now is it just going to be just, a, you know, nothing but just, you know, young uh, 18-year-old girls that are, you know, maybe that is fucking social media already. It just happened to be athletes. Maybe that's the culture we're living in. But uh, are they, po- I mean, uh, like, are they influencing? Is it helping? Is it as a positive light? I would, ra- I would much rather see these girls paint themselves as athletes and performance-wise than just a lot of bikini cake shots. But maybe that's maybe that's the, the times we live in. Um, I think the other issue, and we get into just a lot of like gray areas with like what's considered a taxable benefit. 
Now, here's another interesting piece, right? Like uh, when I was in college, I was a dependent, you know, for my parents. Um, and dependents, I think it's like less than like $3,800, $4,000 a year. I think, yeah, 4300 yeah, $4, $4, yeah. something. Yeah, so there, there's a number where if you make over X, then you can't get claimed as a dependent. And uh, so these kids won't be claimed as dependents anymore. I don't know. So now you have taxable deal. Now these kids are going to have to pay taxes. They're going to have to file tax returns. Now you got to get an accountant involved. Uh, are they smart enough to withhold part of their money if this kid, you know, if these girls get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars? I hope they have somebody on their side that's sharp enough to be like, you might have gotten paid a hundred grand, but that's really about sixty-five thousand dollars after taxes. So you only get sixty-five, and I'm going to withhold this. Are these kids just going to run wild and go blow this money? Which is how a lot of professional athletes. But the NFL actually withholds all of our taxes. So when I get paid. I get paid an amount post-tax. They withhold all my tax money. The professional sports figured out long ago, they're not writing you a fucking check for everything because you're going to fuck it yourself. You're going to spend all your money and then you're not going to be able to pay taxes. And they had that problem. So are the individuals that are paying these kids, are they withholding money for taxes, realizing that they're not going to depend on an 18-year-old to like file tax returns? So I think there's a bunch of tax liabilities. But like, what is considered a taxable benefit? Is it apparel? Is it food? Is tuition a taxable benefit? So now, uh, are these kids going to have to pay taxes because they got the gift of a to, of a, a scholarship? Ah, right. So that's another issue. So like, I I went to you know I went to Berkeley, and uh, I didn't have to you know even though that was a gift, and the IRS is very clear on gifts. There has to be a monetary value associated with a gift, and you have to pay taxes on that gift. So I went to Berkeley. Um, In-state tuition was probably fifteen thousand a year. Out-of-state tuition was probably twenty-five to thirty. So now that gift of you know call it out-of-state tuition, call it a hundred thousand dollars, is way more now. Now, do I get taxed upon that gift? Do I get taxed upon uh, the equipment that I'm given to use, or meals that I'm provided, or books that I'm provided? So all the things that were just encased within my scholarship that were just um, these are benefits for you being here because you're playing for the sport. You're, you're working for this. These are the things you're provided. Now what's considered taxable benefit? Um, these are all really slippery slopes. And I think what's going to happen is, and we all know this, if you're, you're living in a, a fantasy land, if you don't think that the IRS will come for their pound of flesh. The one thing I've learned is just when you think the IRS goes away, they fucking come back to you. I just got, you're going to love yeah. this. I, <laughs> I just got from California Franchise Tax Board, I just got a bill from 2014, seven years after the fact, for uh, they went back and somehow recalculated something and figured out and I, uh, that I owe them money. I just got that the other day. I haven't lived in California in five years. You For the business or you? Uh, for me. Okay. So for me, I, uh, or if it was, I don't think it was power athlete, but I, I came to John Wilburn and my wife, Kate, but I got a bill from Franchise Tax Board for, and it was from, when I looked at the year from 2014, I don't even know what it's from. So like I had to, I, like, I, like the accountant I had in 2014, I got to reach out to her and figure this thing out. But I do know that the IRS will come for their pound of flesh. They want their money. They always do. That's the way this deal works. So now these kids are in a situation where they were in this kind of protected gray zone where you got a college scholarship, you get your books, you get your tuition, you get your rooming, you get a house and board, you get all that, and you can your parents can still claim you as a defendant. But now by releasing this, 
Now these kids are getting put in the same pool as professional athletes. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden they're going to be really surprised when now their scholarships where they're going to play are considered a taxable benefit. And if that's the case, then that's going to be a huge fucking problem because now these kids are going to have to, uh, you know, pay taxes on this. It's kind of like if we have, um, you know, uh, like a giveaway, for example, or you do a raffle and you competition, we gave away money for power athlete team series. They had to pay taxes. Yeah. They had to pay taxes. Uh, like for example, like the, um, uh, I was seeing like a charity deal. We were analyzing charities, the way people are funding charities for like Wade's army, just trying to see some like alternate ways. And one of the biggest charities, uh, I can't remember who the, uh, it's like a race car driver's got a big charity or some, like some motor dude and they buy a car, they redo the car and then they sell raffle tickets for like a hundred bucks and they'll sell like nine to 10,000 raffle tickets. And that's how they fund. And then they give the car. Uh, when they give you the car, th- you have to pay taxes, but part of the money that they give you is to pay the taxes. So you get the car plus like, let's say the value is 100 grand, they give you $30,000 to pay taxes on the vehicle because that gift is a taxable benefit. Mm-hmm. So it's like you pay $100. Now, if I paid 100000 for the car and I got 100000 I don't know taxes, but you paid 100 bucks. So there's a taxable benefit. So uh, maybe somebody smarter than me is listening to this and can chime in and talk to me about it. But I think that's a huge issue. Um, we're at a point where now we're going to teach you, treat these kids like professional athletes. And like that's another issue. Like as a professional athlete, uh, I got fined for violations. Right? So uh, Example. Uh, every Friday I had to weigh a certain weight. If I was over or under, I got fined. Uh, I had to, if I was late to a meeting, I got fined. Uh, if I was late to practice, I got fined. Uh, if I was late to the ho- hotel or the airport or I wasn't there on curfew or like there's a million different things and I was fined on all these because you were considered a professional athlete. Now all of a sudden, because these kids are generating income based off their likenesses, do we consider them professional athletes? For example, your grades are your requirement to be here, part of your deal. So now if these kids fall below a standard, are they fined by the university or the individual because you're not upholding your end of the bargain. Is there a morality clause? They get a DUI, they get into a fight, they do this. How does that all work? So I think for their scholarship, for their scholarship, but also for the well, uh, T-Mobile. I don't think T-Mobile gives a shit if these girls show up to practice, or maybe they do. Maybe they do because here's the deal: what if they don't show up to practice and they get booted or they get fined? They're professional athletes; they have the money now. So, uh, like. There's a lot of slippery slope. Then here's the, the biggest one that I'm foreseeing, and maybe they just don't give a shit anymore because this is how you're going to pay players. Let's say I'm a top recruit. Uh, my son Cash is an incredible football player. He's going to be the, like the top NFL or uh, sorry, top recruit coming out of high school, offensive line recruit. I get a knock on the door, and it's from um, uh, yeah, Auburn football. Yeah, Auburn football, but. It's in the realm of some major corporation oh, who okay. is right, right. a Auburn, uh, Auburn football alum. alum or booster that's like, you know what? We want to offer you a million-dollar signing bonus to sign for you know advertising with this company if you go to Auburn. But this only extends for you if you go to Auburn because that's where we do our business. So now you have a situation where they're legally like, I mean, because that's what's going to come next. So you now uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool. Barstool. He's a fan 
of different sports. So now, you got one. so now is he? He went to University of Michigan. So so now is he out there and being like, hey, you know, bar school for high school kids. Barstool, the minute that you sign with Michigan, I got a I got a deal for you. So now is he up there playing kingpin? I doubt it, but there I'm sure there are more conniving. Dude, they've been playing players for years. I never got paid, but in the NFL, I heard all the stories about how guys got paid and how boosters paid them and the whole deal. Now you're in a situation where. You know, hey, uh, uh, you know, I played with some guys in Florida State, and they talked to me how they got paid, and how you know they were able to funnel money through. And I remember being like, "Shit, we were below the poverty line. We must have sucked." Uh, but that becomes a very, very real deal. So, um, and you know, maybe it's a long time coming. Maybe all this shit's been under the table for so long that maybe what they're doing is they figure like, "We'll, we'll, we'll put it out there, and we'll see what's going to happen." Because where these guys get in trouble. So let's say you're a booster and you were to pay a kid $100,000 to go. Who pays taxes on that money? The IRS doesn't give a fuck about cheating. They Not only, Cam Newton's dad. They only want the money, right? So can't, like the only way you get in trouble in this country is if you don't pay your taxes. Well, yeah, like, Al Capone. Look at Al Capone. He's the fucking biggest gangster in the history. And you know what they got him on? They got him on tax evasion. If he had paid his taxes, they let him go. <laughs> right? It, it's, it's, it's a crazy deal. But uh, I think... Um, I think it's a long time coming. I'm excited for these kids that they get to enter into, uh, um, you know, this and they get to monetize, you know, what they're doing on social media. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I didn't play, you know, high in college, you know, social, like, like this wouldn't have worked without social media. How do they go in and find a, uh, you know, what's my re- media reach as a young John Wellborn? No, I mean, what I get interviewed in the paper. Maybe I was in a picture on sports illustrated. Like it, it's not as if, um, uh, it's not as if players have this world stage unless you're like a Heisman Trophy player mm-hmm. who's you know got a team or uh, ha- has a school behind them that's driving all of this media to them to try to win the Heisman. You know, like uh, we saw in the program. You know, is Kane Abel? You remember they sat down with the media team to try to push him for the Heisman. I mean, that's a very real deal. Uh-huh. But now you have a situation where these kids can monetize. They got a million followers on TikTok. And businesses are clamoring for access into these markets. Okay. A few more questions for you, John. Agents. So talk to us about the agent process. Like you have an agent to help protect you, to help manage, uh, negotiate. Like what is that role? And then how would it, how can student athletes utilize that tool or protect themselves against agents well i mean as uh the the way it worked and i I haven't dug in enough to figure out how the agent process works now and you know going forward with this nil deal but you can't sign with an agent until you're done playing football or Mm -hmm. or done done with your season sport so once i played my last college game then i was able to sign with an agent and really the agent's job is to well i mean at the time was just about to negotiate with teams but like all the endorsement deals i got were basically um you know kind of come from the agent Uh, But it was just like, you know, I was a Nike athlete. I had a few others. But because there was no real platform for us outside of just standard media, like you had to be a really, really high-level player. You had to be a Tom Brady type of player to get any big endorsement deals. Now what's amazing with social media, because conventional media has uh, just fucking bent over and taken in the ass from social media. I mean, they are. Like conventional media, like who, who, you know, like when was the last time you drove by and saw somebody on a billboard and Tostitos? I mean, how many people get those commercials? Uh, Rob, uh, Rob Gronkowski or a few other players. Now you have a situation where like power athlete could go sponsor 
uh, you know, send a bunch of merch and sponsor a player. And now all of a sudden, who knows? I mean, now it, it, it allows access into some new ways. Um, the agent's there to protect, but for the most part, um, uh, you know, and I have met good agents. Um, I think I, 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 you know, I worked with one, you know, later in my career. But I think for the most part, um, agents are fucking vampires. You know, they're feeding on the blood of the whole deal. Um, you know, does, does a player really need an agent? No, but the best thing that the agent convinces you is how much you need them. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think these people need a lawyer more than they need an agent. That's a good note. Um, you know, like if you're looking for an agent, go look for a lawyer. I wouldn't hire a lawyer that was, or I wouldn't hire an agent that wasn't a lawyer. Uh, and if I did hire an agent that wasn't a lawyer, I'd make sure I had a lawyer on staff to review everything. Um, at the end of the day, you don't want to get yourself into any hot water with contracts. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes people are fucking very cavalier with that shit. Um, I think sitting down with a lawyer and having somebody with a, a you know, a back, you know, accounting, uh, so that you can understand tax liability and all this is really important. If my kids were ever in this situation, the first question I would ask would be to the accountant and be like, okay, what's the tax liability on this for the kids and for me? And the first thing he's going to say is how much are they generating? They're no longer dependents. Now they're going to have to file their own tax returns. What's that going to cost? What is the tax liability? What can and can't they do? How do we withhold money? How do we make sure that when, you know, all of a sudden taxes come up, this is paid. And then more importantly, what are the team or what are the people that are sponsoring you? What are they expecting? Mm -hmm. And do you have the maturity to understand the contract that you're signing? Because a lot of people are very unsophisticated. There's a lot of unsophisticated adults with this shit. Uh, you know, they're just seeing the green and not realizing that these uh, companies are investing money expecting you to do something. Like, uh, you know, we need certain amount of appearances. We need this, this, and this. Are you okay with this? And can you meet the letter of the law? Because the, the one thing that's going to happen you don't want is you don't want to get your ass sued and breach. And that's where the other thing I think about is what if all of a sudden there's like a breach of contract, right? What does that morality deal look like? You're in a situation, great. Hey, this is what we're paying you to do. Now you do something that's out of the ordinary. Like, uh, you know, and, and not that I hope that they would happen, but what if these like uh, Cavender girls get in some weird sex tape thing? Or uh, one of them gets busted on drunk driving or, you know, something stupid that anything 18 to yeah. 22 year old kids do. Hopefully not sex tapes. But I mean, it's fucking all the cool kids are doing it. Look at, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't even know who Kim Kardashian was unless we saw oh. um, there was a sex tape. I mean, think about that. Ray J doesn't turn that tape on. We don't even know who the Kardashians are. Well, her dad was a lawyer. Yeah. For an uh, OJ's pal. Uh, well, uh, Bob, I know that from watching television. Bob Bob Kardashian was an attorney and one of OJ's attorneys, but there was other OJ had other attorneys. So Bob Kardashian was just one. But I mean, dude, I don't know. What, it's, believe so, me, believe me, Bob Kardashian uh, uh, and his association with the OJ thing is not the reason that we have these fucking I know, uh, I these know. these uh, um, cultural sodomites. Who are the fucking second time you've mentioned dude, sodomy today, dude, dude? The cultural sodomites of the Kardashians who have just bent over and fucked the entire fucking culture over, and like the like it just blows my fucking mind. But the issue goes like at the end of the day, where does the money go, and how is it managed? What does the breach look like? Like as a um, you know as a business owner and also as a professional athlete and this like you know coming from a family of attorneys. I'm constantly thinking, like, what's the liability here? What's the tax liability? What's the, what's the, the legal ramifications of all this stuff? And the problem is it's so new, we don't know, and these problems are going to come up. But I have a feeling 
all of a sudden, in the eyes of the IRS and the, and the, the legal system, they don't give you, well, you're 18 years old. You didn't know better. No, they treat you as an adult. You're making adult decisions. You're doing adult things. You're mm-hmm. going to be treated like adult. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the things that you think are cool or the things that might happen or you get yourself into trouble at 18, 19, 20 years old with drinking or other, some other crazy shit and you end up in breach, you're going to get your ass sued. And that's not going to be a good thing. It's going to good for anybody. Um, while I appreciate and, and uh, like while I appreciate con- players being able to control their likeness and do this, I also um, and I tell my kids this all the time. Don't grow up so fast. Stay a kid. It's really cool. Uh, you don't realize how great it is to be a kid until you're an adult and you start having to be an adult and you realize it's nice to be a kid. It was a great time in my life. It was very simple. I got to go to school. I got to play football and we had fun. Uh, were we broken below the poverty line? Yeah, but everybody was. Now, the issue is what if all of a sudden some player on your team is fucking making you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and a bunch of other guys are fucking basically scrubbing pennies together trying to feed themselves at the end of the month with Top Ramen and some dude's living in a penthouse? Does that cause problems? Because, yeah, play, because players aren't going to be paid equally. And they, but they also don't have the, the social wherewithal and how to manage that. Well, think about it. So I'm an offensive lineman. And, you know, uh, you know, in college, nobody's out there paying these offensive linemen. And all of a sudden, you got a running back or a guy who's over well, there. Well, one country star over here. Yeah, we got one country star, and he's blowing it up. And you're like, yo, man, you're making all this money. You're being a star. Help your boy out. Nah, fuck you. Great, I ain't blocking for you anymore. Oh. Uh-oh. It's like McNabb fucking cheating us on uh, not paying for dinners for us. Going out and not bringing his credit card, making us pay for dinners. I'm like, I should have fucking given up some more sacks and fucking... But anything he did, he did to himself. So I really think that we are entering into a really interesting time. And I wish these kids all the luck in the world with this. Um, I'm glad that I did not play in this era and did not have to make these decisions uh, I'm so thankful that like social media was just fucking ramping up towards the end of my NFL career. Um, I would not have, uh, it, it, it would have been fun, but it would have been extremely interesting to live under the microscope of social media as a professional athlete. A couple more questions, John. Video games, the whole, remember the EA Sports, NCAA football, all yeah. of that was taken down because they were using likeness and well, making money off kids. But you... As a college football player, when you go there, you allow the school to use your likeness and your image. So what happened is, is these schools went and cut licensing deals with EA Sports to light, to use the images for the players. And the players, you know, like it's, um, it's it'll probably get to the point where they won't give scholarships anymore. And I was thinking on this. Oh, whoa. Right? No, but, but think about yeah, this, right? Okay. What if it got to the point where they didn't give scholarships anymore because the school wanted to be compensated for giving you the opportunity to make money? So, like, I want to go to Alabama and play at the top. Well, I'm not giving you a scholarship because you are going to come here and you're going to use the school to play at a high level, which is going to allow you to make endorsements. Fuck you. Pay, you know, like, we'll let you in, but we're not paying for your school anymore. Well... I mean, I mean, dude, like these are um, and, and open I'm, the door for some you uh, lower. I, th- I think what's happening is uh, we're going to open Pandora's box and I do, it's open and I do not think that the athletes are going to like what's on the other side of this. I hope to God I'm wrong. I hope to God that I'm, I'm just being pessimistic. But I'm thinking as a school, if, uh, you know, less than 10 of the schools in the NCAA Division One are making money, 
and all these schools are losing money, the first thing they're going to look for is like, what's causing us to lose money? Um, we were able to use these kids likeness. We can't use it anymore to generate income. So where's this money going for? It's going for scholarships. It's going for books. It's going for all this other stuff. Okay. Well, these kids are making their own money now. They're using the school. Like, do people know who the Cavender sisters are because they play basketball at Fresno? I don't know. I didn't hear I, them. No, until I, I mean, but, but, but think about it, right? Do people know them because of their platform as basketball players or are they just hot chicks that show cake who dribble basketball? If that's the case, and they were social media stars and rock stars and had a million TikTok followers long before they were Fresno basketball players, then that's something to be said. But if because they're, they played basketball at Fresno, has that given them a big stage to grow their social media following? Now does the school look and be like, great, you've used us to build your social media platform to go out and sign with Boost Mobile and make this money. We're not fucking paying your scholarship anymore. Now you got to pay us to come to school. And that's a way, and now we'll get into a business decision, being like, okay, we're going to give you the opportunity to come here and play on this stage, which allows you to build your social media influence, but we're not going to pay you to do it anymore. Decision time, kid. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing where it's like, uh, if you want to sit with the grownups, you're going to have to make grown-up decisions. Um, you know, with the uh, NFL teams, when you get drafted, right, they draft you to play. But why are they drafting to play? They're going to build a team which allows them to go out and compete at the highest level and they pay you a salary just like I get paid. Now, they paid me to go there, but I was on a team to execute something. You know, if, uh, if I was trying to go to the NFL or more importantly, if I went to the NFL and I was like, hey, I'm going to become a star because I'm on this NFL team and the NFL didn't have any way to make money off of me, what would they say? Fuck you. You pay us. Mm-hmm. So it, like, I think there's a lot of slippery slopes. Um, I think the whole thing is what's considered a taxable benefit. What's the tax liability of these kids? What does breach of contract look like? Um, you know, How does the tuition, is that a taxable benefit? Now do are the schools going to ask these kids to pay them because now they're giving them this big platform? And, you know, I mean, think about like, okay, let's say you're at LSU and a kid goes and he's a top recruit. LSU wants to win games, but they know that this kid's going to come there and piggyback and go to the NFL. So then they say, hey, we're, we're providing you this world stage to go play in the NFL, and we're not going to make any money off your likeness. you got to pay us. So uh, I think that there is a, a really interesting piece, too, now for when the kids go in and are growing their social media influence, getting paid, and using the likeness of the school. So I just think that uh, there's just too many questions. And you know, do they need to be compensated? Yes. Could the NCAA afford to pay these kids? No, right? They're already bankrupt. They, I mean, the schools are already fucking in, in, the, in the red because they're trying to have one or two sports pay for all the other sports because of the Title IX. And as much as I support Title IX and think there needs to be equality, we are a meritocracy, which means that if you have one team like football that's able to pay for all these other sports, you can't get blood out of a stump. And you know what? Like as much as I say, hey, you know what? Everybody should have the same opportunity. If one sport's generating $100 million and one's costing millions, you have to look at this intelligently like a business decision. And I think we've kind of looked at it almost like um, you know, a little bit of socialism where it's like, well, you know, the small haves pay for the whole amount of have-nots. And that's the case, but now we're in a different position. So, I mean, if you know, Fresno can't afford to pay to fly these girls certain places because now they can't sell their likeness or they can't use it within their own deal, 
And these girls are able to make their own money. So now does the school look to them and say, now you got to pay us. And, and, and who are you within your social media influence if you're not playing basketball? Like are the Cavender sisters still on Boost Mobile if they're not basketball players? Or if, they, or if they're not on the team, do they still have that deal? I don't know. These are a lot of interesting, lot of interesting questions. Yes. Final one, and I, I know this is going to be freaking a hot take or a first take topic. The Reggie Bush, Terrell Pryor, they sold their likeness for opportunity. And uh, Bush was for recruiting, so a little bit different. He got paid to then go, accepted yeah. money to go to USC. Heisman's taken away, wins are discounted from his team. And now, similar situation but different, Pryor uh, made money off autographs and exchanged tattoos for like autographs and promotions and pushing people towards oh, a tattoo yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the Buckeyes, Trestle, yeah. those wins are gone. Are we allowed to retroactively give back Reggie Bush's Heisman or based off the laws they broke at that time, they're still out? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, well, I mean, it's like, um, I don't know. Um, in California, did they release all the people that were, uh, you know, basically behind bars based upon for uh, marijuana? I doubt so it, they legalized I marijuana in California. Have they released people from jail with marijuana-related uh, offenses? I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, that's a. I mean, I'm sure we could Google it, but I have a pretty good <laughs> feeling that they have not. That even though you know uh, marijuana is legal in California for recreation, you know the people that are behind bars for marijuana-related offenses aren't set free. So I don't know if they would go back and retroactively give Reggie Bush his deal because at the time it was considered cheating and even though the law it's not as if they're they're changing the law to say well you can play players now in the way that they did but where reggie bush got his ass in trouble on that was because of the taxes the guy mm -hmm. you know paid him money he never paid taxes on that money i wonder if he had to go back and actually retroactively pay taxes on that money no idea so i mean that's like the uh what, what people forget that uh, you know, we have this thing, and we've talked about it on this on the podcast. We have this thing called the social contract. When you're born here, and if you don't believe it, then all you have to do is look at your social security number, which is issued on birth. What do you think that is? That's your number for the corporation. The social contract and the corporation you signed is issued with social security number, and that social security number is tied to all of the income that you're able to generate, and you have to pay taxes. That's why you have to list your social security number and your tax return and when you mm -hmm. buy a house and all the other stuff. That is your, uh, that's your number within the corporation. So, and within that social contract, you have to pay taxes. You have to follow the laws. You have to do this. And if you don't follow the laws, they put you behind jail. And if they, you don't pay the money, they fucking take it when they put you in jail. So, uh, yeah. I like, so you it, pay it anyway and well, go to jail. Well, it, it's fucking classic. Like, uh, have you seen the debate uh, it's, it's raging here in Texas now about uh, voter laws? So one of the big ones is um, you have to show your ID to vote, and people are outraged. How dare they ask for a vote, uh, an ID? And I'm amazed by that one for the mere fact of everywhere I go, I have to show my ID. I have to show my ID to get into a bar. I have to have if, if I don't have my driver's license on me. You can't when I go drive, in the bar. Or uh, oh yeah, I, I get pulled over. I get a ticket. Uh, when I go to the bank, I have to show an ID. Um, I, like everything I do has to show an ID. So asking people to vote and then the argument is, well, voting is not a privilege, it's a right. 
No. It, it, yeah, it is a right, but that right can be taken away from you if you're, you know, uh, a felon or this. I mean, there's other reasons if you didn't register. So I think um, we're in a really interesting time where people's perception of this thing, you know, is like, you know, I mean, think about this. To buy a gun, I have to give an ID. And that's right. I mean, that's not that's not a privilege to own a weapon. I'm, I don't know. I remember, I definitely recall showing my ID to vote. Yeah, you know, every time. But, but there's a lot of times where you are in other places, they don't require an ID to vote. You can just show up and give them your name. Yeah. So, I mean, think about ballot harvesting. So ballot <laughs> harvesting, oh, what they do, they send them to old folks home and they're like, you know, 50 old folks people and they leave with 800 ballots. I mean, and there's companies that do ballot harvesting and that's considered legal. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch <laughs> of like... Uh, laws in this. But do they sponsor any athletes? Uh, dude, well, I mean, and uh, you know, the, the big deal is uh, the Texas legislators all got on a plane and flew to D.C. so that they would avoid the vote here in Texas. They just basically bolted out of town because they were trying to vote in these laws. And I went through and I actually, I mean, I didn't read uh, the, I, I didn't read the bill from top to bottom, but I read all the excerpts in this and actually went to the bill and looked at it. Um, but it's it's all pretty common sense shit like i um i yeah i don't know i i think we're entering into a into a time and i really think uh with this ncaa thing and the nil i think that we're not going to know the extent of the of of how far this goes but the minute and i always I, i joke with my kids the minute you become an adult is when all of a sudden you have to pay taxes and you have to start adhering to this stuff like, yeah, like I remember when I was in college, I was a dependent on my parents, right? My parents didn't have to claim uh, the tuition as a taxable uh, benefit, right? They just, you know, basically took me as a dependent. They, they paid me. You know, I think I got like 300 bucks a month, so it was uh, 3,600 bucks a year is what my parents were able to kick me. So I think, um, but I remember when I went to the NFL and I got my first paycheck and I saw how much taxes they took out, I called my dad and he said, you're now an adult. You paid taxes. You've entered the system. Now you're an adult and time to grow the fuck up. And he's like, wasn't it great being a kid? And I was like, yeah, it was incredible. I got to do that for 22 years. So um, these kids are going to, you know, they, they, they see the opportunity and I hope they seize it and I hope they all crush it and, you know, I'll make a million dollars and this is like the, the best deal. But unfortunately, the world doesn't work like that. And uh, I think it's a really slippery slope. So I wish them all the best and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. But there's naive people and there's very powerful uh, players in play on this. And um, I don't think that the uh, naive individual is going to come out on top. No, certainly not. Protect yourself. Say there is a college athlete out there, John, who's looking for some potential power athlete sponsorship. Where would you suggest they begin? They should send an email to raven at powerathletehq.com. And how would you spell that? R-A-B-E-N at powerathletehq.com or powerathletehq.com. So if you're interested in uh, maybe potentially being sponsored by Power Athlete, which might look like merch, might look like some training, uh, you know, other type of things, and we could trade for social media and a a little bit of blow up, uh, we would definitely be up for it. But if you only have 12 Instagram followers and no TikTok followers, no dice. You got to be, you got to be active on social media. You got to be willing to pump it and you got to be able to work. And we're accepting Division One, Two, and all you motherfucking D three All Stars out there. You better apply D three All Stars all day. But 
here's the thing. Like, uh, this isn't the Little Sisters of Mercy. We're not a fucking charity. And I think what people have to realize is that these corporations are not charities. And so I'm sure a lot of players are a, and a lot of people are applying. The first question is, you know, what's your tag on social media? How many do you have? And what's your engagement look like? It's just like we run into with, with uh, advertising. You know, when we sell ads or we do different this, the first question I ask is, how many podcasts do you put off? How many downloads? You know, what's the rate of return? What's your engagement? What's this? I mean, these are all the same questions. And, uh, you know, I mean, if these girls are having to do it by just posting cake pictures, then you know what? Like, how far does that get them? Because eventually, they're going to age out of that. So then they're like, well, I mean, yeah, it's going to be rough. I can't wait to see what we get. It's going to be fucking great. All right. That's another episode of the Premier Podcast and Strength and Conditioning. Power Athlete Radio. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!